It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This AceCast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to linksoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com. Rise and shine, A's fans. It's time to greet the day with extra base hit. From late nights at the Coliseum. Hits a right field and shallow. A trio of A's kept going out. Makes an unbelievable circus catch. A leaping, diving play by Tony Kemp. To early mornings with a fresh cup of Joe. Say, have we got time for a coffee before you go? That'd be nice. Splendid. Extra base hit will make your day green and gold. Swung on a fly ball. Well hit right center, but playable. Laureano near the track. Edge of the track. Makes the catch. And the Athletics get a great opening night win. Here's Jessica Kleinschmidt. Welcome back to Extra Base Hit. Jess Kleinschmidt here with Ray Jensen behind the scenes. Ray Jensen holds this podcast together like tape on a Spirit Airlines airplane. So thank you for being here. We have a couple of homestands ahead of us, a three-game stint against the Cincinnati Reds without my beloved Joey Votto. So what's the point? And then three more against the Seattle Mariners. We'll be giving you all the details, giveaways, and events to expect while you're hanging out at the Coliseum. Coming up, we also have an amazing interview with Coach Ballgame. I get to relive my Little League days, and I'm going to bore Ray with my Little League stories. And that's only part of the show because we finally, finally have an updated status for Ray Ray and his new quarterback. Ray, I forgot to wish you congratulations, and I'm going to say it again. Congratulations that you finally have a new quarterback. Thank you. It's It's been a long wait, and I'm happy we got it done before the draft. We'll go into more details on it later, but I am on cloud nine. Yeah, and 107 million of those clouds. And, you know, since I love Ray so much and we have a very fun giveaway ahead of us, we have some Star Wars trivia coming up. I'm going to be on the other end of that, and I'm terrified. But make sure you're following us on Twitter at Athletics24 and on YouTube. And Ray, my favorite hour of the day is happy hour happening on Friday. Start your weekend off right with Treehouse Happy Hour. Come out to the ballpark at 4.30 p.m. before each Friday night home game for drink specials, games, live music, amazing views, and even catch a home run or two during A's batting practice. It gets even better. You can grab $10 tickets by using the coupon code HAPPY at checkout. And fans can enter the Treehouse through LL Gate before all the ballpark gates open and... You need to go to that. It's really fun. I love the treehouse. We usually have Ace Cast going, and maybe you'll see some of the players shouting out numbers during bingo, hanging out with Amelia. It's a lot of fun because I think it kind of humbles some of these players. Not saying they don't know how to read, but I love seeing a baseball player kind of out of his element in the middle of a bar reading out numbers. I don't know. One of my favorite things. Also this weekend, Tony Kemp poster giveaway and Youth and Softball Day. Sunday, the Oakland A's are excited to bring back Youth Baseball and Softball Days presented by Kaiser Permanente. Bring your teams out to enjoy a day at the ballpark with a pregame parade on the field before the game. All participants will receive a pair of wristbands once the parade has concluded. Love seeing y'all line up to go around the bases after the game. 
and all early arriving fans will receive a Tony Kemp poster presented by Kaiser Permanente. How many of those posters do you think I'm going to steal, Ray Jensen? I will put the over under at like 20. That's a really good assessment. You know, I'm a big Tony Kemp fan. So the fact that it's taken this long to get him his own poster, it's like a beautiful poster too. We're not talking about a little piece of paper that you print out your schedule on. We're talking a poster, a poster. It's going to replace maybe my Jonas Brothers poster. I don't know. We'll see. That's how much I love Tony Kemp. Uh, Speaking of Youth and Softball Day, we have an interview that I'm excited about. But before we get to that, we're going to take a quick break and a lot of stuff coming up. Make your way to the ballpark on Sunday, April 30th to watch your A's go head-to-head with the Cincinnati Reds. Get there early to grab your very own Tony Kemp poster presented by Kaiser Permanente. This one-of-a-kind poster giveaway features TK and his iconic catch. Diving play to his right. Unbelievable catch by Tony Kemp. Spectacular. Tickets start at just $10 and are available at athletics.com slash tickets. That's athletics.com slash tickets. This is Chris Towns, and there are two things that are a must for me, comfort and style. Whether I'm playing golf, going to dinner, I've got to have the right feel. That's why I've partnered with Link Soul, and you're going to love Link Soul. They have just released their new spring line, new fabrics for their polos, lightweight and perfect for technical performance. Link Soul also has new styles for their layers and hoodies with cool prints and seasonal colors. You know what they say in the big leagues, look good, play good. Go to LinkSoul.com. That's LinkSoul.com. They got any uh, just coffee? Now back to Extra Base Hit on A's Cast. Here's Jessica Kleinschmidt. Welcome back to Extra Base Hit. And speaking of youth baseball and softball day, you know Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite, Ray? How he was like, I bet you I could throw a ball over the mountains. That's me when I talk about my Little League days. And you may not know, but I am kind of a big deal. And I, to this day, am the only girl to make 11-12 All-Stars for Valley Providence Little League in Reno, Nevada. And that's not all, Ray. There's a big A's full circle moment because that same year that I made 11-12 All-Stars, Joe Wheland, who we just signed this offseason, a pitcher, he also made 11-12 All-Stars for a different Little League in Reno. So both of our photos were taken and put into the same program. So we have that connection. I introduced myself like the first day during an exhibition game. Hi, Joe. Nice to meet you. Coming in hot. We played Little League together. Did I make his day? Maybe. But he did say that he saw the, like his family saw the, the photo and it was a really cool moment. But that's me in the box, Ray. I thought of the perfect description. Like when people meet me, they have a little, a thing of jelly beans and I, I'm the sour cherry jelly bean. That's a nice descriptor. I, I think that fits you well. Yeah, it's it's surprising, maybe a little annoying, but you didn't hate it at the end of the day. That's that's my intro for this upcoming interview that I had with Coach Ballgame. I love this man. I love this man so much because he knows that there are life lessons in the game of baseball. And I wish I had more time to talk to him. Maybe I can do that in another episode of A's Cast. But we really connected and I told him, you know, Baseball is what playing is what changed me as a person. So listen to this amazing interview. I know you're going to fall in love with him. Coach, and before we get started, we just, we were talking before we pressed record and I wanted to thank you for joining me today. And I know this is going to be a good interview because I feel like we just have a good 
a good back and forth going. And I just want to say, first of yeah. all, thank you for what you do in giving back because, you know, you have these youth baseball and softball camps and I'm a former ball player myself and playing little league truly shaped me as a person. And you run these camps ages four to 12 boys and girls, you know, this philosophy you have, you want these kids to love baseball. Why is that? Thank you for that introduction. I do think we are best friends already, yeah. just two minutes in. I had a dad that taught me to love baseball before he taught me to play it. And he did that by uh, watching games on TV with me and going in the backyard and, and playing catch and then teaching me how to keep score and just allowing me to fail uh, and, and teaching me to laugh when I make mistakes. He taught me love of play. And now I'm 40 years old and I'm obsessed with the game. I love the game as, as much as anyone. And I think it's due to that person, that person teaching me to love the game at an early age. So now full circle, I'm the dad, I'm the, I'm the coach. And it took me a while. At, right out of college, I was trying to make these five-year-olds major leaguers. So if they didn't get in front of a ball, I was being the sergeant and I was, you know, just challenging their work ethic. And they were kind of slowly walking away and they, they were turning me off. And it took some mentors of mine to say, hey, these kids are six, seven, eight, nine years old. Most of them don't want to be here. They're not you when you were six, right? Obsessed with baseball. They're also not 18 and in love with the game. You've got to reel them in. And you do that by building trust, get to know them. Give them a nickname based on things they love, and then just teach them to love it so much that they want to come back tomorrow. If they come back tomorrow, then they might come back the next day. And then you can maybe teach them a little something about character and build their character along the way. And then when they're 15, 16, 17, maybe they'll have an idea. Okay, I think I love this game. But instead of shaping them to be the next center fielder for the Angels or the A's or the Red Sox, why don't you make them a, a good big brother? Why don't you make them a, a respectful student uh, and a great son and one day a great father uh, or server of their community? So mentors helping me to teach through the lens of positive reinforcement. That's why I do it because there's, there's so many kids out there behind the bushes looking at, at the game and saying, wow, that, that's some expensive equipment or there's a lot of people yelling and you know, they're arguing with the umpires and that, that just seems too much for me. I'll go do something else. And, and I, I, I couldn't allow that to happen to my game. Yeah. And, you know, we do have youth baseball and softball day at the Coliseum coming up. And something you mentioned that is very important, an important lesson in baseball is, is failing. You said your father taught you that you can't be a successful baseball player without failure. Is that sometimes, A, why is that important of a message? And is that kind of difficult to teach young kids that it's okay to fail? Certainly in this climate. And and a, a big reason why I have created my own version of, of youth baseball, I call it the Sandlot, is to educate the parents. I think the parents, when they see their child in a high leverage moment, anxiety comes up. They 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 want to scream and they want to just will their their child to to get that big hit in the big moment. But little do they know, they're they're breaking them down. Like the, the kid already feels the pressure in the batter's box. Having you add spices to that, they're done. They're done for. So I try to educate the parents at this young age. 
hey, what you do really matters. The vibe and your tone on the car ride to the game, before the game, when you're in the bleachers, the car ride home, it all really matters. They actually feel your vibe. They notice your tone way more than they actually listen to the words that you say. So uh, watch out for that. Uh, as far as the failure goes, I just heard a great uh, quote from Giannis uh, of the Milwaukee Bucks. Somebody asked him, do you feel like this season is a failure? And he said the exact same thing that Dallas Braden, our mutual friend, said on my podcast just a few days ago. The people that process failure better than everyone else, they're the successful ones. Mm -hmm. And that transcends baseball because I fail daily as a father. Mm -hmm. as a husband, as a coach, as a server of my community, I'm going to fail. It's just human to do that. And, but how can I process it? And um, another, another mentor of mine, Hunter Pence, I had him on my pod and, and he, he doesn't call it winning and losing. He calls it winning and learning. Mm -hmm. And I'd never heard it that way. But if, if you just focus on every time you fail, learn from that and, and grow from it, man, you're never going to tear yourself down. And and, and in a, a world of kind of head down, looking at your iPad or, or, or just constantly having to be gratified to teach a group of eight, nine, 10 year olds, that message, it takes a lot of trust. You got to build mm -hmm. a lot of trust with them. You got to make them feel very safe. And then you can really teach them that life lesson. But yeah, I'm all about life lessons. I, I see a child. I think First about, okay, where do they come from? What, what, what's their home life like? How's their mental health? How can I make them a good student uh, or a good, uh, a good person way before I teach them how to hit a line drive to the opposite gap? So that, that's just the lens I've been taught. And that's what the one I look through. And I think, I think parents are, are jumping on board slowly, but mm -hmm. there is still a lot of loud bleacher creatures at these uh, youth games and we got to do something about it. Yeah. I remember a lot of coaches saying, I love the kids. The parents terrify me. And it was a lot of things that you have to see and you don't even know what's happening behind the scenes. And it's interesting that you mentioned, you know, we talk about failure and advice, every piece of advice I've ever gotten from the Dallas Bradens of the world. The reason they offer that advice is because they have failed before and they know the failures that will be introducing to themselves to you in the near future. And that's with broadcasting. That was with my athletic career. And if it wasn't for them offered me advice, I would look at them and say, Oh, you know why? Because when I offer advice, it's because I messed up before. So it's super yeah. interesting to, to feel it from that. And kids are just, it's difficult sometimes, but you also have such a great responsibility and a beautiful responsibility to kind of shape what they're, cause they're sponges. They take it all. And, you know, I, you mentioned the, the, the Sandlot vibe, an ode to the movie, of course, but it's really cool to watch how it's all set up. You mentioned the equipment and the access. I feel like you can just walk onto a sandlot and everybody's welcome. I feel like that's a big message for you. Why is that beneficial as opposed to putting like all the sweatbands and the really expensive bats and the helmets? Because I saw on your website, you said, if you have them, cool. If you have baseball pants, sure, wear them. Why is that message so important? Well, I, I feel like, this wasn't for me as, as a kid, we had a tennis ball instead of a baseball because we, we didn't want to break the windows in the house. And we invited the neighbors and our friends over after school and we played this game and we'd put trash down for bases and we couldn't hit it to third base because there was a big tree there. Slowly, 
it's become this this elite culture where you got to get the most expensive bat and you, you got to have the nicest dugout and the nicest field. And I said, well, well, that's for the 1% that are obsessed with the game. But what about the 99% that, that just want to try the game? There's so many kids that uh, they either think the game's boring or uh, they just haven't had that access. They haven't had that person to open the door and say, hey, just give this thing a try. I promise it's really, really fun. So uh, once I found that to be my purpose, man, I I'll use whatever we need to for bases. There's no dress code at the Sandlot. Uh, if you've never played, this is the perfect place for you. If you are a five-year veteran and you're playing at an elite level, this is also the perfect place for you because it's a reminder of how fun baseball should be. I've kind of seen all the different levels. I've seen the the four-year-old that's never played. Mm -hmm. uh, and and that that kid who's fresh out of diapers, I don't have many expectations for them. I just want them to come back tomorrow or go back, go to go to the, go home and say, Mom, Dad, what we just did out there, I have no idea, you know, what we did, but it was fun. And I want to try it again. I want to go back. Uh, because these young kids, they grew up in a pandemic. So social interaction is pretty yeah. foreign to them. So if if I can just get them to group words into sentences and talk to each other, that's a win. Then you've got the kid that was spit out of the of the baseball culture. They they tried it, maybe they were overwhelmed by the pressures of the game or or people were just better than them, the loudness of it, uh, and they walked away. They try my sandlot and it's like parents aren't allowed to yell. Mm -hmm. uh, they sit in uh, their lawn chairs, they smile, uh, they clap. Uh, there's no scoreboards. There's no umpires. You can wear blue jeans, do whatever you want. And then we make it about character building and fun. How much fun can we have and how much better of a person can we be? And then it really opened my eyes to the 13 year old that had been playing travel ball for five years, comes to my sandlot and says, coach ball game. This is fun. As if surprised this is a, this is a one-off or what this is supposed to be fun. Cause I, I, I go four times a week to the batting cage and we have eight games every weekend and it is work. I was like, man, you're going to be burnt out mentally and physically by the time it really matters. You know, but, but, but by we, we push these kids to be adults at such a young age. Uh, and then by the time they are adults, all they want to do is be a kid yeah, uh, because they're so burnt out by it. So that vibe of Sandlot it is crucial to getting kids to just try the game. The most important part of it all to build these life lessons. Uh, they're not gonna, they're not gonna learn uh, how to overcome failure if if they can't play in some sort of game and watch other kids fail and go give them a fist bump and say, "Hey, I've failed before too." Just the act of kindness, uh, work ethic, all of these things that come from sports. It's got to start somewhere. And you know, you mentioned a travel ball kid saying, Hey, this is fun. Is that the time in their lives where you feel the fun is a like, it's, it's a questionable thing. It's no, I don't want to say it's no longer fun, but you know, I work in major league baseball. I can probably put the number of the day where fun kind of went out the window and it turned into a business. When do you think that that transition happens? Well, I always say, uh, you know, wins don't really matter till you're on TV. Uh, like, like David Ross needs to win today, or he could lose his job, right? Mm -hmm. And then he can't feed his family. So, yeah, that that comes to it when you're a college coach and and you're 
uh, 0-17, uh, you might get fired and, and you've got to do something about that. But that's not my space. My mm-hmm. space is that ages 4 to 13, 14, 15 years old, where you're still just nurturing these uh, kids. So um, I don't know why parents freak out. I think maybe it has. they have so much wish for their child to become the next Derek Jeter or the next Mike Trout or just to get a great college education and have that full ride to a college that they exude all their insecurities out on them and they just vomited on a little league field and you know it's not they're not doing it on purpose so it is a a big goal of mine wherever I go I'm going to Alpena Michigan tomorrow to do a sandlot and there'll be a hundred kids but more importantly there'll be 200 parents and if they can see me with the funny hat and the drum and the baseball cards creating this birthday party vibe and if I can teach these kids through giving out baseball cards hey, it's good to hustle. It's good to go home and do the dishes. It's good to be a good person. That's what a ball player does. If I could teach that and they walk away with a smile on their face, loving the game more and becoming a better person, well, maybe those 200 parents will notice that as well and be like, why am I yelling at him when he walks a kid? Or why you know, why am I giving him the cold shoulder when he strikes out three times? What There is a direct correlation between having fun mm-hmm. and playing better. I learned that from the Savannah Bananas. Uh, they have so yeah. much fun and they yeah. put on a absolute party of a parade and they play better. Mm-hmm. They play better because of it, because they're loose and free. So it seems pretty simple. You're going to do better when you have more fun. I'm a better drummer when I'm loose and having fun and not afraid of failure. I, I'm a better communicator. Uh, I I used to be an actor and a writer and and, and do the, the improvisation and directing. I was way better at art when I was relaxed and enjoying the moment yeah. and ready, free to fail. Yeah. I don't even know if I answered your question, but uh, no, there's a little verbal diarrhea just for you. No, I think, I think verbal diarrhea is important with some of these because I, I love how I could easily just have you on the show and say, tell me why baseball's fun, but there's, so, there's so many different avenues you can take with it. And you mentioned the life lessons. I think that's very imperative because I can be at a baseball field when I'm 11, I can be one in my, like now at my age and it's a different, there's still a love there, but I've noticed the loves kind of matured over the years. There's definitely less of the honeymoon phase, it's, it, but it's still there. You know what I mean? But it's really cool to kind of see how my relationship with the game has, has grown. And one thing that I, I love is these nicknames that you have and you, you give these kids I think that was a huge part for me. My last name's Kleinschmidt. They didn't really, these kids didn't know want to say that. So I had a bunch of nicknames. How do you come up with them? Well, great question. And it's priority number one. I, I, here's a name drop for you. Uh, one of the first interviews that I ever had as a, an ambassador for play ball with MLB was with Ken Griffey Jr. Mm. And I said, hey, Ken Griffey Jr., you don't know me. Um, I'm just a dude in a funny hat. What's your advice to me as a youth coach? And it was three words, connect with them, connect with your players. And the way I connect with each player, the way I meet them on their own playing field and kind of unlock each of their locks, you know, find the key to their lock is with a nickname. Hey, what's your name? Okay. What's your nickname? You don't have one. What's your favorite thing to do? What's your favorite thing to eat? Mm -hmm. Um, Who's your favorite baseball player? What's your favorite class in school? Based on something that they love, 
they come up with the nickname and then I'm able to memorize it because I prioritize and then I connect a story to the face and then I just repeat it. And, you know, you've probably seen the videos on the social media where I'm rattling off 50 at a time, but I don't know the real name. I never will. Yeah. But I do know that that this kid's nickname is Ace Ventura because he loves the Miami Dolphins. And uh, I feel like they walk away from that field thinking, ooh, I'm a superhero back there. When I'm on that field, I have a different person. Uh, and now I'm back in the real world and I'm I'm Bob again. But when I go to that field, I'm Ace Ventura. Mm -hmm. I'm Eternal Desert Boy. I'm <laughs> Spider-Man. And it just gives them that that powerful feeling. I'm a, I'm a superhero kind of feel. But for me, I got to build trust. If I'm going to teach him to be a better person. If I'm going to teach him how to put backspin on a baseball. They got to trust me first. And th that that moment there, and, and, and it can take a while. The first team meeting might take 20 minutes, but it's important. It's the most important 20 minutes because uh, I'm figuring out how each of them tick. Okay, there's the bashful one. There's the gregarious one. There's the kid that's played six years, but he's a little full of himself. Uh, here's the disruptive one that I've got to try and wrangle in. So you you learn each type, and um, that's that's the ticket, and that's why I do it to connect. I think that's super important. I mean, you mentioned you have to wrangle a bunch of kids, and they want to feel like they're heard, they're seen, and then. Not that it matters, but that way it helps them develop. They're like, oh, well, I have a one-on-one -on -one personal relationship with my coach and that makes things earlier. I'm not one of 50, you know, like just, I don't want to be a sign-up form, right? You want them to feel like they're- Yeah. And if you ask every player on the Oakland A's, hey, who is your favorite mentor, your favorite coach? it's probably not going to be the guy that, that taught them how to hit a bomb. Yeah. It's probably the the guy that they could go to and say, man, I'm struggling with my girlfriend right now. I'm struggling in class right now. Uh, and, and somebody that will just sit there beside him and listen and yeah. maybe give him a, a little piece of advice. Uh, those are their favorite coaches. Those are their favorite people in the world because I, I get it. I've got two daughters they will listen to their dance teacher way before they'll listen to me. Mm -hmm. There's just something about that. Uh, oh, dad, I'm not going to listen to dad, but uh, the dance teacher will say the same thing and it's on. So I noticed that right away uh, and, and knew that, okay, I've got an important job here because all these kids are actually going to treat what I say as creed. Um, and, and I got to put all my efforts in. And what I've found is it's a life giver for me. I thrive on it. I'm a little down in the dumps when I'm not coaching kids. So, um, selfishly I do it. I do it. Cause I, I need it. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. You've been a wonderful host. One of my favorite interviews ever. And I genuinely mean that. Wow. That, <laughs> you're speaking my love language. Words of affirmation is, is, is number one for me. So yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to be smiling all day. I really appreciate you stopping by. That was coach ball game. I promised you a good interview. I'm telling you, this made me want to be a better woman. So thanks for that. We're going to take a break. And finally, we can check in with Ray Jensen on his new quarterback. <laughs> 
Ace fans need Friday night plans? Well, we got you covered. Get four tickets and parking for any Friday night game starting at just $49 with the Friday four-pack presented by Chevrolet. Save big and enjoy great matchups, post-game fireworks and drone shows, giveaways, and more this 2023 season. And he drills one to right way back and no doubt, and that quickly the A's have taken the lead second deck. Friday night tickets are available at athletics.com slash value. That's athletics.com slash value. Spring is here and summer is right around the corner, which means two things, golf and special events. Hi, Vince Catronio for Cinnabar Hills Golf Club in San Jose. First, enjoy the best of Bay Area golf with 27 holes of championship caliber play. Then you'll agree it's the best place to play in Silicon Valley. And two, with its award-winning venue, let Cinnabar Hills cater your upcoming special occasion, including weddings. Enjoy all that Cinnabar Hills has to offer, great golf, food, and incredible views of the Bay Area. Learn more at CinnabarHills.com at CinnabarHills.com. Back from our coffee break. Oh my God, that is the best coffee I've ever tasted. It's time for more extra base hit on A's Cast. Here's Jessica Kleinschmidt. So welcome back. And I know I had that interview with Coach Ballgame and it actually kind of made me wonder, Ray, because you're around a lot of these A's Cast interviews. It's still early in the season, but some of these interviews, you know, on A's Cast, who has stood out to you so far? You know, I, th- I think the one that I remember the most. It has to be when the Angels were in town and, and Brett Phillips. Oh, yes. No one has more fun playing the game of baseball than Brett Phillips. I totally agree. He's one of my favorite human beings ever. When the Angels play at home, they have their fun facts. And it turns out Brett Phillips was a neighbor of macho man Randy Savage. Makes sense. They both live yeah. in Florida. I'm not going to 100%. I, I think I was more impressed that macho man had Brett as a neighbor and not the other way around. Right. Yeah. Who do you think had more energy between the two of them? That's a tough one. I'm talking peak Randy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, not, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a tough one. They, I'd have to watch them cut a promo on each other. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because I think, you know, we have Macho Man Randy Savage, the cream of the crop, you know, and then you yeah. have Brett Phillips being the maverick that he is. Yeah. They're both the WWE or wrestling characters for sure. Yeah. In their own right. I just think of like Slim Jim commercials and both I would I would hire both. I would cast both of them. Yes. Let's switch. We're going to cheat on baseball for a little bit with some football news. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The New York Jets did it. Look, if you guys could see Ray Ray, he's flexing right now. Additionally, in the trade for Aaron Rodgers, this is what's going down. The t- There's a lot of stuff that, that you got for for Aaron Aaron Rodgers. The team gets number 15 overall pick and a 2023 fifth round pick. On the under, other end of the deal, the Packers get pick number 13, a 2023 second-round pick, a six-round pick, a conditional 2024 second-round pick that turns into a first-round pick only if, we're going to say, and when Rodgers plays 65% of the time. Imagine just, like, putting him on there to play him six – like, we're going to put him on the bench so it's only 64% of the time. I think they've got a good relationship going after this entire offseason – of talking, so he's going to play. Ray Ray, how you feeling, my friend? Oh, I feel fantastic. Let alone the fact that Aaron Rodgers has finally arrived at one Jets drive. We get to keep our first round pick in this year's draft. Say less. Say less. I wonder what like how these conversations went. I feel like there were I don't think there was a lot of animosity there. I don't think there was a lot of intense conversations. I think they were just like, this is what we want to do. And Packers are still paying Rogers, right? I and I just talked to you before you pressed record. 
Rogers will make 170, 107 million dollars guaranteed. I had to double check that because it still blows my mind. That's just for one season. And and the Packers are footing a little bit of the bill on that initial year of that contract. So I'm all hype about it. We'll, we'll see where we go from here. Super stoked. I, if you haven't seen it on social media, even if you're a Bay Area sports fan, don't really dabble with New York. Just look at the footage of Coach Robert Sala. We all love Robert Sala, especially here yeah. in the Bay Area. Dapping up Aaron Rodgers. That thing sounded like a sonic boom. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Look it up if you haven't already. Just the bromance dwelling already between those two. Oh, yeah. Sala himself said, I can't believe a guy like that wants, would even want to play for a team, like my team, you know? And Alan Lazard said it. He said there was no worry that this was going to happen. And we all did, too. Woody Johnson was like, whatever he wants, I will give it to him, the team owner. And in the middle of, an, was, I think it was ESPN, right? In the middle of NFL show, they announced it. And um, Adam Schefter happened to be on at the time. And I love when that happens when news breaks and Shefty's on. It's like the coolest thing ever. It's so pure. I think Mina Kimes was on the panel as well. And like, that's a girl I want to impress. I don't know about you guys, but that's kind of cool to watch as well. So I'm very happy for you. And I feel like it's about time. Like we can finally like move on now, but here's a question for you, Ray. This has to be Super Bowl or bust, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, this was a playoff team with Zach Wilson, with Mike White, it's a playoff team with Aaron Rodgers for sure. And I think anything less than a Super Bowl would be a disappointment. But Rodgers himself said this isn't automatically a one-and-done deal with him in New York. He wants to stay a little bit longer. So this could be like a Brady to the Bucks, maybe not exactly the longevity of Peyton to the Broncos, but this is not a one-and-done mercenary rolling in the town, winning a Super Bowl, then leaving into the sunset with his head held high. He wants to stay a little longer, and I appreciate that. And we'll, we'll see how it unfolds. I do too. I am definitely a, a sucker for continuing a career, which is why I was always pro universal DH. Get off me. Get off me. We've moved on. Stop NL people. Like if it wasn't for the universal DH, Bryce Harper wouldn't be back as quickly as he is because of, with his Tommy John, would we have seen David Ortiz as much as we have? No. Did I not just talk about Joey Votto? Maybe he's going to play forever because of the universal DH. I don't know. On that note, though, Will Myers did land on the injured list. I just got an update about that. Retroactive to Wednesday. And they also outrolled Jason Vossler, who gets me so mad. He, to me, is like like Chad Pinder. He's the Chad Pinder where he's just, like, versatile. That's me being personal. I'm sorry. I'm just upset. Somebody pick up Jason Vossler. Love of gosh. A's, if you're listening, pick up Jason Vossler. Okay, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, unfortunately, I'm going to show you guys how much I do not know Star Wars, so stay tuned. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is the number one brand of online mattresses and the Bay Area's favorite mattress store. Take home the Easy Breather Pillow. The New York Times calls it their number one pick. You can navigate their easy news website, nestbedding.com. Dot com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and Gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. 
This is Chris Townsend, and if you're looking for a great place to eat and watch games, go see my friends at the Chicken Pie Shop at Walnut Creek. The Chicken Pie Shop is one of the hottest restaurants in Walnut Creek. You're not going to find a better menu and come try their world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 86 years. Spacious indoor and outdoor dining, perfect for your next private party or corporate event. Don't forget free parking. For more information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. You're listening to Extra Base Hit on A's Cast. Yes, it's coffee time. Coffee, 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 coffee. Here's Jessica Kleinschmidt. Welcome back to Extra Base Hit. I'm not a Star Wars person. I'm going to say that over and over again before we play this game that I that Ray forced me to play against my will. But we wanted to play trivia. It's going to be, I'm going to be a good sport about it but only because Ray said the questions were easy. And the reason for that is because we have a Mark Kotze Mandalorian bobblehead giveaway. The only piece of Star Wars memorabilia I will ever own on Thursday, we're going to have this giveaway. May the force be with you as you head out to the ballpark for this matchup in a galaxy not so far away. In celebration of the Mandalorian season three being released, it's only right to purchase a giveaway that is out of this world, a Mark Kotze Mandalorian bobblehead. A special ticket is required for this giveaway, so make sure you head to athletics.com slash tickets to secure yours today. I love a bobblehead. I don't know how I feel about the Mandalorian thing, but I think Mark Kotze deserves a bobblehead, and I'm a sucker for those. So moment I have not been waiting for, Star Wars trivia time. Hit me, Ray. All right, Jess. Question number one. In Star Wars, what do they call the invisible power that binds the galaxy together? The Force. That's one for one. Let's go. Batting a thousand already. All right. Mm -hmm. Question number two. Who built the the droid known as C-3PO? Who built it? Was it R2-D2? No. Anakin Skywalker. Right. That was what I was going to... That's what I was going to say. Of course. Of course. (laughs) Still, still good. One, one of two. One of two. Okay. Who is the young Jedi Knight who becomes Darth Vader? Is that Han Solo? Oh, Anakin. Yes. You recovered okay. well. Anakin Skywalker. Yes. Okay. And on that note, speaking of Han Solo, who plays Han Solo in the original Star Wars films and their sequels? Han Solo is... That's not Harrison Ford, right? It is Harrison Ford. Oh, it's Harrison Ford. Yes. You're doing, you're doing much better than you thought you were going to be. I, I am. I am. Maybe it's because the questions are very made for Jess Kleinschmidt. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. A little favoritism here. No, I'm, I'm yes. not going to deny yes. that. That's true. That is true. I appreciate you. They're getting, they're getting a little tougher now. Okay. Okay. This, this is a toughie. Who okay. is the bounty hunter who catches Han Solo? Um, I don't know. Be one Boba Fett. Boba Fett. I was going to guess, um, one of the, who are those cute little bear things? Oh, and e- the Ewoks? Ewoks. I, I had the biggest like af- affinity for Ewoks when I was little, just because we were the I was the same size, sure. and covered in hair when I was little. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The Ewoks and it, it's funny because like, you like the Ewoks. My wife likes the Ewoks. Her her favorite oh, yeah. character is Jar Jar Binks. Who, if you ask oh, most yeah. Star Wars fans, who's their least favorite character? Most will say Jar Jar Binks. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah, if you want to see Cody cringe, just say your favorite character is Jar Jar Binks, and he'll just die a little inside makes my day (laughs) just say it makes your day it does (laughs) same i'm glad we threw underneath the bus this episode we can't continue without it we can't miss it back to the questions (laughs) okay 
By what name are masters of the dark side called? This is like a group of people, right? Yes. Is it the troopers? No, they're known as the Sith. Right. Who is the famous mentor of Luke Skywalker? That's Yoda. Oh, wait. That's one of them. It's not the mentor I was asking for. But, oh. I'll, but I'll, I'll give you credit because he is a mentor. Who was the first mentor then of Luke Skywalker? Oh, I see him. The older man, correct? Yes. And he... I see him. He wears white. Yes. The younger version of him was played by Ewan McGregor. Oh, I don't know. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh. Final three, coming around. What is the name of Han Solo's ship? The Death Star. No. no that's... The Millennium that's Falcon. The, that's... Okay. Who's the Death Stars? The, the Death Star is the giant space station for the Empire that... They're, they just blow up planets with it. Well, same thing. Same thing. I, I would, you know, this reminds me of Spaceballs when, like, they're asking what his private code is, and he's like, one, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd be terrible if that would, that would be my code for all of this. I would just say Yoda each time. Yeah, yeah. you'd get it right eventually. It has to be. <laughs> Second to last question Who is the creator of Star Wars? Oh. George Lucas. Yes. Also created Indiana Jones, and the, that I think the final Indiana Jones movie is coming out soon. I don't mm-hmm. know. If, I don't think he's directing it. But right. There's that. He's done enough. He's yeah. he's lived well. He can just sit on his piles of money. Yes. <laughs> just live in. Aaron Ro- Aaron Aaron Rodgers wishes he had as much money. Oh as my God! Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Last question: Who is Han yeah. Solo's most loyal friend and co-pilot? That's Chewbacca? Yes. Well done. And on a high note. Two for two at the end. Yes. Okay. That wasn't too bad, but I appreciate you watering down those questions for me. Uh, yeah, I tried to give you as many softballs as I could. And I appreciate that because it, it does help. But I also know that there are a lot of those movies. I once wanted wanted to sit down and watch all the movies, honestly, so boys would like me. Not even kidding. <laughs> And, and I remember telling myself, would I want boys who like golf to like me or boys who like Star Wars to like me? And I chose golf. So that's why I started doing some more golf coverage. Yeah, that's a fair point. So that's where I'm at. Well, thank you for that, right? What, what was my score then? Oh, goodness. You're asking too much of me. <laughs> now who's humbled, Ray? Yeah. You're asking me to do math? Come on. Didn't I'm, I get, did I'm I get one four, man. right? You got more than four. Okay. Well, I mean, I thought I, got, I was going to, I really thought. Because I saw the preview of the question with Chewbacca. I knew I was going to get that one right. I didn't have to research that one. So that was good. I feel like that's one of those things. Cool. That was fun, right? I appreciate you. Thank you. I'm happy it came together the way that it did. And I'm I'm happy you proved yourself to the Star Wars fan. I could hang, right? (laughs) Next time you have Star Wars trivia night at the bar, I better be your first phone call. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's you, then way down here, Commander Cody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I think I should go just to like get all y'all like riled up. I don't know why I'm laughing so hard. This is just like so funny to me. Well, I yeah, never in my life I like imagine, try to avoid Star Wars at all. Just like, imagine <laughs> you, me, Amelia, Cody. I'm going to you for the Star Wars <laughs> trivia. I know Amelia is a big Jeopardy nut. I'm not going to her. I'm not going to Cody. I'm going to you. <laughs> she does know everything. Yeah. yeah. That's funny too. Like she for sure knows all the trivia. And for you to call me up would just be like, nah, okay, so we're just here for fun then. Yeah. Great. Cool. <laughs> 
All right, Ray. Thanks so much for everything today. Really excited for these upcoming series. Um, I always love when the Mariners are in town. Like I said, little bum that Joey Votto will not be joining us. And we want to see if Brent Rooker continues to stay hot. Love that. I want to see. I want to see him go off at home. I really want him to like go off at home and see how he is embraced by fans. Like Jesus Aguilar, same thing. He's kind of coming out of his shell. Jordan Diaz, of course, and then um, I'm ready for another exciting outing for Mason Miller, along with everything else. So, Ray, thanks. Thank you once again. That's all we have on Extra Base Hit here on A's Cast, and we'll see you at the ballpark. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. 